Hi, welcome to the ministry of Prophet Daniel Jedu, a word and spirit based ministry because we are born of the word and born of the spirit. His God given mandate is to raise base in Christ into spiritual maturity by a deliberate teaching of the complete and pure word of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit and to take the gospel to the nations of the earth. Prophet Daniel Jedu is the lover of the word and a passionate teacher of the word of God and his ministry is accompanied by strong teaching, healing and prophetic grace. All over the world, his teachings are boasting the faith of many people and revealing what the mind of God is for them. Many people have come to receive supernatural encounters through his ministry. The message you are about to listen to has been designed by God specifically to grow you into spiritual maturity. So many people have received testimonies by listening to Prophet Daniel Jedu's podcast. Say your testimony with us, leaving a write-up of it in the comment section. Or you can send it to us via email at contact at pdjministries.org. Now, Prophet Daniel Jedu walks us through the word. Stay tuned. Hebrews chapter 8. Paul began this way. He says, Now this is the crowning of what we are saying. This is the crowning. I love what the King James Version also said. The end of how he said, Now the things which we have spoken. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. So from Hebrews chapter 1 up to chapter 7, in chapter 8, he says this is the sum. This is the sum. Amazing. Now if you follow the, if you follow the, the story right from chapter 1, as God began to give the comparisons here and there between angels, Moses, you know, the, the priest, the high priest, and then he began to climb using Melchizedek as the exact example. He did this because he was going somewhere. And then in chapter 8, he says, this is the sum of everything. Now, when you read the Bible and you see words like this or statements like this, it is very important that you pay attention to exactly what will be said as the sum. So tonight, we'll pay attention to the sum of everything that has been spoken and see exactly what the Holy Spirit is trying to show us here. So go back to TPT. It says that now this is the crowning, the crowning point of what we are saying. We have a magnificent king priest or high priest who ministers for us at the right hand of God. He ministers for us at the right hand of God. He is enthroned with Anna next to the throne of the majesty on high. So there's an amazing statement here again that he is on the right hand ministering for us. Now, if you follow your scriptures very well, you understand a similar scripture in, in chapter 1 verse 14 where he says that the angels of God they are ministering spirit and they minister for us. So angels are ministering for us. Jesus, as the king preached on the right hand of the father, is also ministering for us. That is amazing. Now, this has never happened to any of the Old Testament people. You know, that is the difference. Because their high priest was limited. But our high priest is unlimited. 
their high priest was not enthroned, but our high priest is enthroned. You see. All right. Verse 2. He serves in the holy sanctuary in the true heavenly tabernacle set up by God and not by men. He serves in the holy sanctuary in the holy sanctuary in the true heavenly tabernacle set up by God and not by men. Now here again there is a comparison there is a comparison between the temple on the earth and the temple in heaven. Now, the Bible calls the whole of heaven as a temple. And it's called the holy place, the, the most holy place. The most holy place. Now, the one on the earth, it was built by men, by dimensions from, from God. Now, they had to build exactly the dimensions that was in heaven here on earth. So God sent his angels to give these dimensions to Moses. And then Moses had to appoint some um, amazing um, architects or, 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 or craftsmen who began to build exactly what a, if you listen to this revelation, it's amazing. Listen, God wanted to build heaven here on earth. And he chose two men to do that. Now, if, if we get in the, in, the, in the future, if we get into the dimensions of the temple, you will understand that even the throne that God sits on has a dimension. And that dimension was the same dimension, oh Jesus, was the same dimension that these guys were able to measure according to what they were given. God used them to replicate what was in heaven here on earth. And this is what we must, you know, we must be ready to make God use us to bring what is in heaven here on earth. There was nobody apart from this craftsman that they had to measure, you know, the dimensions of of what was in heaven here on earth. Then they built the temple. So the Bible says that there was one that there was one that was built by men. But this one that we are talking about here, it wasn't built by men. It was built by God Himself. So there was a comparison here. A tabernacle built by God and a tabernacle built by men. But you see, Jesus is not a high priest in the tabernacle that is built by men. Can you see that? He's in a tabernacle that is built by God. Please catch it. I pray that you too, if God wants to come out with something, he might find you like Aholiab and Bezaleel and call you and say, I am giving you my mind. I am giving you my intelligence. I'm that is why I began to tell you that you are a mingled spirit now. Begin to think that way. If you begin to think that way, you will begin to do things for God. Just like God wants it to be in heaven. What it means is that the measurement of the temple was the exact measurement of that temple in heaven. The measurement of the table of fellowship. You will see it very soon. The table of fellowship. The arrangement of the showbread. Everything, the menorah, how it was positioned, the measure, everything, 
is the same in heaven. Because he had to replicate what was in heaven in the temple as a sign for the coming of Christ Jesus. How could they have known when they have not been to school and they know what's a 300 cubits square. They know these five cubits, seven cubits. They know this, this carat of gold. I showed you how they fashioned out Aaron's garment. You remember the gold? Who, even today, I haven't seen anybody coming out with gold threads. But in those times, they were able to weave out gold thread to be able to sew into the, the effort. Because the base of the effort was gold. And if you look at it, you can go online and check. You can see the thickness. Very tiny. And I explained to you how. I checked how they did it. How they had to beat the gold down. Cut it. Beat it. Cut it. I don't know what that mindset came from. And they got thread. Gold like, like thread. To be able to weave. Amazing. Amazing. And you see these guys. God had to choose them. Aholiab and Bezaleel. And God had to give them that mind. Today, he has already given us his mind. Listen, listen, listen. You can do more than now. If only you can change your mind. And if only you can align and stop telling yourself, and this is difficult. This cannot be done. This is difficult. If you can stop that. Listen, God can use you mightily. These are holy abembezeliu. They were not people that were of God. Who, I mean, sorry, like were born of, of God. They were not born. <laughs> they were just God's people that he chose. And he gave them his mind. The mind of the learned. So that they can see what God sees. Because remember, God gave Moses a strict um, strict uh, instructions. And he said, don't make sure you don't get out of this. Build it according to the pattern that I have given you. So there was a pattern. So imagine you had a dream and you saw dimensions of a house. Okay? You saw the dimensions. You in the dream you saw this one is five meters. This one was 20 meters. This one was a whole building. Oh, and you came out of, of, of bed. You might not even remember some of the dimensions. You might not remember, but this one, God showed him. And anytime a man has an encounter with the supernatural, the thing sticks. The thing will stick. And you realize that you begin to function in that supernatural dimension. You'll be amazed. Ask God, you know, that's why yesterday I was telling you, ask the Holy Spirit to be using you. There was this woman, I told this young lady that died at 21, 23. Ellen, Ellen something. E, yeah, Ellen E something. This lady carried the Holy Spirit's presence. The fullness of the Holy Spirit's presence. That anytime she enters into, and she wasn't, she was just a simple girl. She does three things in her life. One, she talks to the Holy Ghost every day. She talks to him like I'm talking to you. That's, she can talk to the Holy Spirit for 15 hours. Like talking to the Holy Spirit. Like talking to the Holy Spirit. Then she will spend the rest of the hours studying the word of God. Then when she comes out of her house, she doesn't go to play. You see her walking by the roadside. 
evangelizing to people, telling people about the love of Jesus. These are the three things she used to do. And anytime she does it, it doesn't feel like you feel like, because yesterday I told you I have the power of the Holy Spirit from his presence. This lady didn't know that she was building up the Holy Spirit's presence. She built the presence to a point that, to cut the story short, now when she comes out, people can't stand. People will fall under the hand because you've, you sense the, the, the power. Today, mommy and I were watching Azusa Street Revival and the young children who were there at those times, today they are very old and they are sharing the story. These are some of the things you must hear. It will boost your faith in God. Not to be not normal or natural. When people are having crusade, they will come from Helen. Like we are here, we are having program and everything. You can feel God's power small. But when this girl starts entering from the back, everybody will start, some will start weeping. Some will start, stopping, they will stand up and start giving God glory. Why? Because they can literally feel God's power coming in. It's like a cloud. It's coming. As she walks, the thing is coming. And I told you, there is, there is, there is, um, a diameter, or let me put it, like the like circumference at which the power you carry can go. So you can carry God's power, but it's only effective here. But the more you grow, the more it can. You see? When this girl comes to the meeting, she doesn't come and stand there and, no, immediately she sits down, she goes down on her knees, and that's what she has been doing in the secret. Prayer. She'll be praying down there. Praying for them. And then when she's done, she'll just leave the meeting. And everybody will know that God came. This is somebody that has practiced the presence of the Holy Spirit. Such that when she is there, it's as if God himself has manifested and is there. That's why I'm saying that we are all able to allow the Holy Spirit to use us in dimensions. And it starts with the change of mind and how you begin to see things. If you are lazy in these three areas, fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, studying the word of God, and evangelizing to people, you might not be able to carry that presence like you ought to. Fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, studying the word of God, and evangelizing. If you can carry these three things, and you do it over and over and over and over, you'll be amazed at what you will carry. All right. Oh, I'm sure in heaven, if they didn't do anything on the earth, they can boast that we are the one that carried God's mind. You, you, know, you know what amazes me? Alex, you know what amazes me? They were asked to build and to, and to, and to embed into the curtain. The curtain that was going to divide the holy place from the holiest of holies. The cherubims of glory. And they haven't seen one before. So how can you weave what you have never seen before? But you see, there is a knowledge that makes you know all things. And it's not like the glory will come and then they'll be shouting, hey, hey. no, 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 no. As they touch the team, they begin to weave. They are weaving right. The, the exact dimension, the exact size, everything. They wove the, you know, the, 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 the cherubims into the curtain. And when they were weaving to the curtain, they didn't know that the curtain was the body of Christ. 
and the and the and the beast that they were they were weaving into the body was the dimension or a representation of every person, mankind, animals, etc. They didn't know. See, God can use you to do today for him. That would happen in the next thousand years. Yeah. He said, then, then wrote Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man, in whom, look at it, in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know. Wisdom and understanding to know. How to work all manner of work. Jesus. How to work all manner of work. For the service of the sanctuary. Wisdom and understanding. If I were you. I write these two things down. And you begin to ask the Holy Spirit. Fill me with wisdom and understanding. For all manner of work. You want to be a consultant. You don't limit yourself to an area where you have read. Because there are people that might come that are not coming to you in that area where you have read. And you should be a solution to them. The Bible says your light will shine and men will see and give glory to God. He said, and the Lord put, put, he put, put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner. So you are working in the office and you are not performing. You are not reflecting God. You are reflecting your lecturer. Or you are reflecting the school you went to. Because in the office, we think the spiritual things are not important. In the office, we look at qualification and education. But I came to announce to you. The Bible never records. Thank God he will always use people who didn't have. And he will put something on them or something in them. And they will begin to out, outdo things. He said, for all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary. Now, if you are working in the house of God, you'll be asking God for this. So you can do more than is expected of you. According to, look at it, according to all that the Lord had commanded. Let's read, let's read a little. Just go on. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord put, had put wisdom and, and everyone whose heart stirred him to come unto the work to do it. Can you see this? So you see, the Lord had to stir their heart to want to come and do the thing. The Lord stirred their heart. If you have a business and the people are not, they are not willing to come, pray. This one has given me a prayer topic. I'll pray on you. While you are coming to church, your heart is not stirred. <laughs> yeah, amazing. See, there are a whole lot of things that we can get in the word of God. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought to the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it with all. And they brought yet unto him free offering every morning. This is not something we'll talk about later. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. And they spake unto Moses saying, the people bring much more than enough for the service of the work in the name of Jesus. This is how this ministry shall be known. We shall bring more than enough. Look, God is talking about much more. 
than enough. Much more. There is a way. Now, oh, see, before we go to this much more, remember where they came from. Where is this wealth coming from? This much more. Maybe you didn't have an understanding of the wealth they collected from the Egyptians. You think it was just one bar of gold and one bar of silver? No. They received plenty. It was out of their excesses. They built the, 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 the calf. Can you imagine how much gold went in there? Not to talk of some of the crazy things they use the gold for. Now God is asking them, if you look at the dimensions, how much, when God is asking them for 18,000 ounces of gold, for just one bar. Can you imagine the number of bars? Where did they get this original gold from? That they had to give uh, much more than enough. And remember how they were giving. They were not pushed to give. They were coming to give in the mornings by themselves. Somebody was tearing them up. Now they gave to that project to a point that it was too much. Now they had to be begged to stop giving. May you receive such grace as you focus on God's word and as you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit trust me he is capable of making you such a person filled with so much wisdom and understanding you shall give unto the work of God to a point the ministry will be like no no it's okay I heard Pastor Chris's story they dash him cast and they say I beg it's okay because now he doesn't have anywhere to pack so when they give he also dash there are dimensions these things, you will hear it from holy men. And you see it in the scriptures. It is not for fun. You pick it and you let it become your prayer topic. When you are talking to the Holy Spirit, what do you talk about? You only, may, may you not talk to the Holy Spirit about your kind of stretch. Talk to him about somebody's kind of stretch you have seen be manifested. Otherwise, you might be telling the Holy Ghost from here to here. When there are people that have enjoyed the Holy Ghost from here to there. Put this one somewhere and say, Lord, you know, anytime I, anytime I pray and the Lord is my witness and I knew that I'm praying. I said, Lord, as you, as you, you, you teach the word with Pastor Chris, let me preach same or much more. That is my prayer. Why, why, why won't I pray that? I have seen him for almost over 40, 50 years teaching God's word and it doesn't wait. I mean, it doesn't lose its value. It doesn't lose interest. Am I now coming to tell the Lord what I want? I have seen a blueprint. So Lord, I want one of those. That is what I want. I want one of those. Don't limit yourself. The reason why I told God I want two times the stadium is because I have seen a man called um, Yongicho. And I have seen him pray to God for a one million congregation. And of course, sometimes it's not just one sitting. <laughs> So if God can give a man one million, say, God, I want 1.5. Oh, yeah. You see, then I have an evidence because somebody has done it. That is why you must read. Read books. You can hear people's experiences. You can see what God is doing to you and you can see. You can see. Can you see that? So there's a prayer topic for you. Today you go home, if you sleep, as a one casa. See, your seriousness determines what you receive. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
You realize that as you work, wherever you go, it's the normal thing. You are a teacher. Dane, eso, so, eso, so. Jiyo, go, jiyo, go. Mama, mama, am I sick? No, baby, you are not. No, baby. And this is, listen, no, this is something they have been teaching all from when? And you are full of wisdom and understanding. You'll be amazed. How you can turn the mind of the children into mighty brains. And when you did this and their parents can tell. Because you have no idea whose child you are teaching. Look, this is, if God has done it for Aholiab and Bezalel, he is capable of doing it for you. The Spirit of God. Say, Holy Spirit. I recognize you now. And your word has entered into me. I want the same. And much more. Do you know you just fellowshiped? This is fellowship. You talk to him about things. You know, the trick is that sometimes, or most of the time, you won't hear him. Or you won't feel anything. That is why I am not here. But I'm telling you, he's heard you. He's heard you. Talk to him, you will see. You won't know. You won't hear him at least unless you, you do it for a long time. You won't feel him because what he wants to show you is not his feeling. Why you want, Please get it, get it. A lot of people don't know this. What he wants, so if I say the Holy Spirit is here, somebody might be wanting to see if they will feel something. Please, am I present here? Can you feel me? Exactly. So he's here as a person. See, when we say the Holy Ghost is a person here, we are talking about his personality. And his personality is because he has a will. He has feelings. He has emotions. He has intelligence. This is what makes a person. Flesh does not make a person. When we say you are a person, it's not this flesh. When we say you are a person, you have intelligence. An animal cannot be a person. Even though they have some emotions, they don't have intelligence. You see? Yeah. Because when they are biting you, they don't... <laughs> oh Lord, fill me with wisdom and understanding for the service. For the service. For the service. Say for the service. Alright. Maybe let's read up to 10 here and then we'll go back. Moses gave commandments and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, let neither man or woman make any more work for the offering <laughs> of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. Hey, now to stop them from bringing the thing, they had to have a meeting to go and announce to the whole people that please, your giving is too much. Your giving is too much. It's okay. Don't bring any gift any longer. The project, God has had enough. And I told you, this is the same thing God did for you. Remember, the story of Egypt, the Egyptians and the Israelites is the same story of we in the world, now in Christ. When he was bringing them into salvation, he gave them wealth to accompany them. I taught you this, remember? You too, the day you became born again, he has given you wealth to accompany you. 
But you see, that's what I'm teaching you. That there is a place where the wealth are. Learn to be there and take them. All the wealth are in the Holy Ghost. How do I know that? For we have not received the spirit that is of this world. But the spirit that is of God. That we may know. All the things that are freely given to us. So he has given us the Holy Ghost that we may know. So if you don't know the Holy Ghost, you might not know the wealth hidden. And the Holy Ghost is not on the ground floor, I told you. He's on the higher life realm. It's called the third realm. If you can begin to walk in the third realm, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Hmm. And the Lord gave the people favor. Do you have favor now? Favor was one of the things you received when you became born again. In fact, it was out of favor you became born again. Of his fullness we have received. So the favor God gave them in the sight of the Egyptians. You see, though you know it, you have not maybe meditated on it to say that, look, I am favored. Wherever I go, I have favor in the eyes of the people. Can you see the difference here? So you know it, but you are not putting it to practice. You wake up in the morning and you, you thank the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, I thank you for the favor. Holy Spirit, as I step out there with you, you hear what I said? I step out there with you. The consciousness of we, you, him with you. Then you say, Holy Spirit, I find favor before every person. Wherever I go, I find favor. So the pe- look, look at it. The people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they lent unto them such things as they required. You require something. Because of the favor, it shall be given. But you must be aware. Ah, you want me to read this one? And the Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites. This is another prayer topic. Write it. Say, Lord, let people look upon me favorably because I am favored by you. Holy Spirit, let people look upon me favorably. Even your bank account can look upon you favorably. Oh, 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 oh. Right. Lord, let people look upon me favorably because I am favored with you. Because out of your fullness, I have received favor upon favor. Can you see how we can practicalize this? Do you know what we are doing? We are responding to the word. (laughs) Somebody shout, I'm favored. So you see, there is a difference between you knowing you are favored but you not knowing that your favor has gone ahead of you. That everybody that sees you will see that you are favored. There are two different things here. Can you see that? Yeah. When you begin to walk like this over and over time, you realize that you, realize you cannot be rejected. Okay? So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. Not they themselves. God gave them something that stripped off. And that is what you might be talking to the Holy Spirit about every time. Every time. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Every morning. Maybe you can be on your way to the bank to go for some money. But as you get there, the Lord can cause somebody to look favorably upon you because you are favored. And then there are monies that they have gone for, they can give it to you. See, when the favor begins to work on you, eh, which you already have, it, it causes people to as if as if a as if they have been hypnotized. 
They can just go and, you know, and bring it to you. Yeah. They are all in the scriptures. Okay. Now, okay, go back to Hebrews. Go and read the rest. And pick prayer topics. These things that I'm telling you, write them, circle them. When you go home, you begin to talk to the Holy Spirit about it. Don't talk once. Don't talk twice. Let it be your language every day. See it. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Just a matter of time, you see. All right. Oh, Jesus. He serves in the holy sanctuary. In the true heavenly tabernacle. Set up by God and not by men. Since every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices, so the Messiah also had to bring some sacrifices. Go on. But since he didn't qualify to be an earthly priest, and there are already priests who offer sacrifices prescribed by the law, he offered in heaven a perfect sacrifice. Go on, stay here. There's something that I want you to see. I don't know if you have seen it already. But since he didn't qualify to be an earthly priest, and there are already priests who, are, who offer sacrifices prescribed by the law, he offered in heaven a perfect sacrifice. What do you see here? Can you see that even after Jesus had come, and left for heaven. As at the time they were writing this one, people were still giving offerings, sacrifices. Look at it. And there are already priests who are who offer sacrifices prescribed by the law. As at the time they were writing this book, there were priests there, even as of today. There are still some priests, some rabbis, some priests in Egypt, in Israel, who are still going the way of the law. That's why you must be careful. You must be very careful. When there's a perfect sacrifice, they are still sacrificing. Hmm? There's a perfect sacrifice. So he said he offered in heaven a perfect sacrifice. He offered in heaven a perfect sacrifice. Now, the word perfect gives us an idea that all the other sacrifices were not perfect. If they were perfect, you would have said as perfect as those sacrifices. See, but he said a perfect sacrifice in heaven. Verse 5. The priest on earth serve in a temple that is but a copy. Uh-huh. That is but what? A copy modeled after the heavenly sanctuary. This is what I was talking to you about. Okay? What it means is that the earthly sanctuary was modeled after the heavenly sanctuary. A shadow of the reality. Which means that the heavenly sanctuary was the original. The one they were in was the shadow. So that gives you an idea that everything that was done in there was a shadow. It was a shadow. You know, the Bible is replete with types and shadows. If there is a shadow, it means there should be an original. If you can see your shadow about you, it means that there is an original person whose shadow is cast. 
So there was an original. And it was just a shadow of the reality. For when Moses began to con construct the tabernacle, God warned him and said, God warned him, warned him and said, you must precisely follow the pattern I revealed to you on Mount Sinai. Guess what? The thing has been several days or months when God revealed to him. Yet, God still wants him to remember. God still wants him to remember. He warned him. Remember. This is not the first time God has warned Moses. The first time he warned him, he, he even killed him. He nearly killed him. You know God nearly killed Moses? When he was telling him to go to, he said, I'm, 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 I'm a stammerer. I can't go. I can't. God said, you can go. Go. He said, look at me. I'm, 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 I'm. The Bible says, and God was angry. He wanted to kill him. God doesn't like excuses, oh. Those of you that say, oh, but God understands. Thank God, and, thank God we are under grace. Was Moses a stammerer? Yes, he was. But God says, go. He says, I will be your mouthpiece. You two, you are depending on your, on your qualification. God says, go. You say, no, me. That is what I'm telling you. Decide to know the Holy Spirit. See, right from school, we have been trained to put our, you know, our faith in ourselves. That's what I'm telling you. When you go to the office, you don't put God in everything. When you go to school, you, it's your debit and credit, your sociology, your whatever, all the things you learned in school, that is what you bring to bear. But if you grow beyond the natural and understand that when there is a spirit behind my school, I provide and I produce more than school results will give. There is a result that is much more than what academics will give you. There is. God doesn't like half-half things. Though. He said you must precisely. And before that one, there was a warning. He warned him and said, you must precisely follow the pattern. Because if this measurement I'm telling you is five cubit and you make it four cubit, you have changed the pattern in heaven. And this is exactly the error Moses made. When God was giving him the, some patterns and he told him, don't touch the rock. Speak to the rock. And the Bible says, and Moses went and hit the rock three times. Pam, pam. Pam. Did the results come? Yes. The water still came out. See, you can do anything and everything and get results. It does not mean God was excited about it. Please note this. The water came, the people drank. But only Moses heard the voice of God and said, this thing you have done, the plan I had for you, it won't come to pass. So God might have a plan for you. But there are some actions you might take. Everybody will see you are putting effort and so on and so forth. But you might not be able to enjoy everything. The same thing happened to Adam. God prepared everything for him. But he could not enjoy because of one, one little mistake. The mistake was not fornication. It was not adultery. It was not drunkenness. It was just not responding to the voice of God. Listening to another. He lost everything. A man... Unto whom things were created began to sweat, began to till the ground. 
So you see, it is not God that will change your situation. Even though you are blessed with all spiritual blessings, the actions you take might end up negating what God has said. Now hold on. Hold on. If you don't enjoy what God prepared for you to enjoy, remember, he will carry on and give it to another Joshua. Because Moses' job was to take him to Canaan. But when Moses messed up, God loves you so much, but you can't waste his time. And you can't, you can't mess up his resources. You are not the only person he can use. That is why you must find it a privilege that if God asks me to do something, I will do it with everything within me. Are you listening? Yes. Whatever God has asked you to do, please, see, don't see it as you are doing God a favor. Because you are not the only person who can do. Even, even people who can do, he will give, we just read it, he will give them wisdom and understanding to do. So you are not the only person. So when God says do this, you see it as a privilege. You go every hour to make God see that child this and I will do it no matter what. If God really wanted Moses to do this, he will not warn him. He will say, you don't do it. You have 5% error of, error of mistake. When you do it, it's okay. I will correct it for you. No. He says, guy, whatever I've shown you, that's what you do. So if the thickness of this one is supposed to be 0.5 millimeters or whatever, and Moses go and do one meter, he has messed up heavenly dimensions. And I'm telling you, all these dimensions, most of them were, were revolved around the throne of God. You are misrepresenting heaven. That's, that's what I want to say. If you don't get it right, you'll be misrepresenting heaven. Because whatever is going to take place in the temple is the same thing Jesus will come and do. That is why when Moses hit the rock three times, before Jesus died, they had to resolve that matter. Because Jesus won't die three times. Jesus would have died once. And that was the first one, the first rock. He hit it, pump, and the water came, right? And God said, that's for the second time, don't hit the rock. Because the Bible says, and the rock was Christ. And it is only when Christ died that the Holy Ghost came. The water was, was the Holy Spirit for all the men to drink. So Moses, out of pressure from the people, Decided to hit the rock to show them that he's powerful. And today we have that kind of spirit moving around. Especially in the churches. It became very, you know, dominant some years ago. Where people will heal people and they will carry them. In human palanquin. You know. Now people don't read Bible anymore. They read their man of God. Thank God that situation has gone down. But still, there are some in the system. Yes, sir. And it will all be, always be done until, G, until the, the real king comes. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. And you are waiting for the... For me to explain the meeting. But I've taught you before. The Mount of Transfiguration... The reason why Moses came and Elijah came to meet Jesus was to settle the matter. And to also fulfill oh God's mercy. You know where the mount was? 
That is where God says Moses will not go. But at the end of the day, he was there in the spirit. Do you remember Moses prayed severally and said, God, please let me go there. The Bible says, and, and, and he besought God. And God says, no, no, no. Keep praying. Even when he says no, your prayer would, the importunity of your prayer will make God say, no, no, okay, okay, okay. So Moses was not there physically, but spiritually he was there. Now they had to meet to prophetically address the matter. So Jesus can go and die peacefully. So Moses, the offender came. And Elijah, one prophet that has been a big brand in the prophetic, had to come with Jesus himself. And that matter, when we go to heaven, we understand the exact words. But we understand from Revelation that that is what exactly they had to do. So that Jesus could go and die once. Because it's, it was appointed unto him to die once. Yes, sir. Are you with me? Yes, sir. Not three times, but once. Huh. So there was a pattern in heaven. Alright, go on. Six. Alright. But now Jesus the Messiah has accepted a priestly ministry which far surpasses this since he is the catalyst or the mediator or the guarantor of a better covenant which contained far more wonderful promises. But do you know in the Old Testament they were referring Jesus as the angel of the covenant? They were saying things they didn't understand. In Malachi chapter 3 verse 1, Jesus was referred as the angel of the covenant. Look at it. Malachi 3 1. Look at it. Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant. In some translation, it says the angel of the covenant. Whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. This is the prophecy Malachi gave. He shall come because he is the angel so there are three kinds of angels, I told you. I'm not talking about the angel angels who. They are realm that they are, they are they are angels as beings like that. But there are three kinds of angels. Apart from them, this is what you see. One here is Jesus as the angel of the covenant. And I showed you in Isaiah, the Holy Spirit. The angel of his presence. Do you remember? And, and, and we the men of God. The pastors. We are the angel of the church. Such a privilege to be, to be sandwiched between the two. You see. Oh, 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 oh. Listen, listen, listen. Listen before you write. There's a revelation here. Can you see it? <laughs> the angel of his presence. The Holy Spirit. The angel of the covenant. And we the church. What are we empowered to do by the angel of the presence to talk about the covenant? We are empowered by the Holy Spirit to speak forth the covenant. To speak forth about the covenant. That is all. 
Christianity is all about the covenant. The covenant between Jesus and his son and his father. And we are empowered. The Holy Ghost is the witness. So he is the one that can teach us to understand the covenant properly. When Malachi prophesied this, he didn't know. Now, when you look at it in the eye of prophetic, of the prophetic, you can see. He said, I send my messenger. He said, behold, see, I send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me and the Lord, the Messiah, and the Lord, the Messiah, whom ye seek, will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger or angel of the covenant, whom you desire, behold, he shall come says the Lord of hosts. Has he come? Yes. The Lord, the, the messenger of the covenant, the angel of the covenant has come and he has come into his temple. The Bible says he has come into the temple which were not built with hands. See, the Holy Ghost is in you to reveal the covenant to you. And there is an angel of the covenant. Can you see this? Oh, thank you, Jesus. I don't know why he wants us as part of all these things. When it comes to his glory, he has pulled us there. When it came to his deity, he pulled us in there. When it comes to his realm of... <laughs> oh, Kalimbra Hadadaba. You know, the Holy Spirit is also called the Spirit of the Lord. He's also called the Angel of, of, um, of God's presence. Now, the word presence is the same as face. The angel of his face. In the Hebrew, the angel of his face. Beautiful. All right, Hebrews. Now, look at this. This is an amazing one. Read everybody one go. Uh huh. Yeah. If the first temple with all the gold, the diamond, the dimensions, the wisdom of a holy If those temples they built, the brazen altar, the table of fellowship, the bread of his presence, if all these things, the menorah, if, if all these things, if it was not faulty, including the workers of the temple, if there were no fault with them, now anything that can die has a fault. The operators of the temple, they were going to die. We read it in chapter 6, remember? He said, for they died. Chapter 7? No, chapter 7. When we're talking about Melchizedek, and he said, even Levi, the Levites, they, they, they paid their tithe through. Uh -huh, yeah. He said, for they all died. Anything that has mortality is faulty. That is why you must not put a lot of hopes in this world. Put a lot of hope in this world system, because <laughs> it, it will surely come to an end. Anything that is bound by time is faulty. It is faulty. Anything that is bound by time is faulty. So the Bible says that if they were faultless, there wouldn't have been a need for a second one to replace it. Eight. But God revealed the defect and limitation of the first. When he said to this, his people, look, the day will come, declare the Lord, when I will satisfy the people of Israel 
and Judah by giving them a covenant. 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 Under the old temple, the mediator was a dead man already. So imagine the one that is standing in for you has died. Who is standing in for you? We must train another high priest to be able to come and stand in for you. But thank God, Jesus. <laughs> you know, and, 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 the, and the former priest, high priest, they were, they were masters of the old covenant. Which was limited. How do I know that? The Bible says that for the law entered for a while. The law was the old covenant. It, it had to last for a while. But this new covenant is an extrapolation. It's an extension of the promise he gave to Abraham. God upgraded it and extended it. And that is what has become unto us the new covenant or the new testament. So you cannot be, you see, there are a lot of people who read the New Testament. They think it's just the second half of the, of the Bible. They don't understand that this, if you have anything to read, and the New Testament doesn't start from Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The New Testament starts from Act. The day the Holy Ghost came, okay, I told you, that was when the blood and the offer were accepted. Until the blood and the offer is accepted, that sacrifice is rejected. So until the, the animal is accepted, there is no covenant. Until the blood is accepted, there is no covenant. That is why Jesus did not allow Mary Magdalene to touch him. He said, don't touch me because in the time of the, of the priesthood, you are not permitted to touch the garment of the priest, high priest. It will desecrate him. So Jesus said, touch me not. Why? Because this is the time I'm going to present myself holy, untouched by human. That is why in their garment, they had the white robe under. Do you remember I taught you that? So when they are putting on their robe, there's a white one they put on first before they put on the others. And I told you, the white one is the foundation of holiness. So when Jesus was raised from the dead, do you remember Mary Magdalene said, Master, where have you put, hide, uh, where have you hid my master? Show me. Meanwhile, the man he saw was, a, you know, he thought he had seen a gardener. Because the gardeners in those times, they dressed like the high priest. So when he saw Jesus, remember, who gave Jesus clothes to wear? Because Jesus died on the cross naked. Stuck naked. The one they show us on the TV is not correct. So he was bound by cloth. And he was put in there. And the stone that covered him was the law. Do you know why it was not men who pushed away the stone? It had to be 
God's power, the Holy Ghost, as Jesus was raised from the dead, the stone was rolled. for listening to this message we believe you have been blessed by it we are word and spirit and we invite you to worship with us you will fall in love with our wednesday teaching service christian rayma night at 6 p.m encounter the supernatural in our prophetic service on friday at 6 p.m and sit under the reign of heaven in our Vanessa service on sunday at 8 a.m Follow the Prophet of God on his official Facebook page, Prophet Danny-Eljedu, and on Instagram at Prophet Danny-Eljedu. For videos, you can subscribe to his YouTube channel. To receive our weekly newsletters, please subscribe to www.pdgministries.org. You can contact Word and Spirit International on plus 233-54722-1773 or plus 233-54937-7290 or plus 233-50432-8959 or plus 233-27510800. So many people have received testimonies by listening to these podcasts. Now, if you are one such person, share your testimony with us by leaving a write up of it in the comment section or send it to us via email to contact pdgministries.org you were made to live from glory to glory and your testimony is about to shake the world you are blessed Name, victory.